0: Good evening. Get to see each one of you here tonight. If you would, please stand with me. Let's turn to page 612. Page number 612 to begin this evening. Jesus, hold my hand. We'll sing all three verses to begin our service tonight. Page number 612. Lift it up together on that first verse. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me leads me safely through the sinking sand it is the christ of calvary this would be my prayer dear lord each day to help me do the best i can for i need thy light to guide me day and night blessed jesus hold my hand jesus hold my hand I need Thee every hour Through this pilgrim land Protect me by Thy power Hear my feeble plea O Lord, look down on me When I kneel in prayer I hope to meet You there Blessed Jesus, hold my hand Let me travel in the light divine, that I may see the blessed way. Keep me that I may be holy, Thine, and sing redemption song someday. I will be a soldier brave and true, and ever firmly take a stand. As I onward go and daily meet the foe, Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand. I need Thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, Protect me by Thy power. Hear my feeble plea. Oh Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. When I wander through the valley, dim toward the setting of the sun, Leave safely to a land of I a crown of life have won. I have put my faith in thee, dear Lord, that I may reach the golden strand. There's no other friend on whom I can depend. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand. I need every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. Hear my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Amen. Great start tonight.
1: I like that. Man, that sounds good. And I like it because there's two parts going on, and I don't know which one I'm singing, but it's I'm singing something. And everybody else is singing stuff, and so I'm just going right along. Amen? Winning Rome, right? All right. so. Amen. Well, it's good to be uh, back in the Lord's uh, house tonight and uh, sure thankful for the day uh, today and looking forward to tonight getting back into our study uh, in the life of Joshua. And so let's go to the Lord uh, in prayer tonight and then we'll continue on with some announcements and things like that and uh, certainly our song service tonight. Brother Steve Parker, would you pray for us tonight? Amen. Why don't you be seated uh, tonight? And I just had a few things I wanted to uh, mention here. Uh, Of course, this coming Friday and Saturday, February the 3rd and 4th, is the uh, Couples Retreat, the Midwest Couples Retreat. And so those couples that signed up, make sure you get your money uh, turned in uh, before the retreat. But you're looking forward uh, to a good time in the Lord. This next Sunday night, we're going to have Brother uh, Glazeman. The Glazeman's that have been here with us, been a blessing uh, so far. And so Brother is going to present uh, next Sunday night, just kind of give us a, kind of a, a testimony about uh, their ministry and what they do and uh, and uh, be able to present uh, what he does, and I believe it will be a blessing to you. So looking forward to that uh, next uh, Sunday night. So we got that on the calendar. Uh, of course, if you have kids in Faith Baptist School, don't forget about uh, February the 7th, uh, which is next Tuesday, uh, or actually a week from this coming Tuesday, uh, uh, be the volleyball and basketball games, and that will be here at home, and that will be at 6 o'clock in the evening. So again, that's a week from this coming uh, Tuesday, February uh, the 7th. And February 10th is a teen activity. That's a Friday night. I believe that's the youth rally uh, at uh, Temple Baptist Church in El Dorado, Kansas. Is that correct? And so our young people are going to be heading to that. And then February the 12th, Brother Rocky Harrell uh, will be here uh, preaching. He'll be filling uh, the pulpit uh, for me, and I know he will be a blessing. Uh, he preached here. I guess two or three years ago after one of our youth rallies and did a fantastic uh, job. And so looking forward to having him come up. And he's going to be preaching that Sunday morning uh, and Sunday night uh, as we'll be out of town and uh, be preaching at Landmark Baptist Church in Evansville, uh, Indiana. And uh, looking forward to being a blessing uh, to them. So that's the things that are coming up. Uh, Of course, don't forget about towards the end of the month there in February, we've got our ladies meeting, but also the men's uh, bacon and bullets. And so we'll Uh, continue working on some of the details there and getting all that out and set up here as we get started in the month of February. But looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Amen. Amen. Okay, bro.
0: Let's turn to page 603. Page 603, He leadeth me. We'll sing the first third and last verse tonight. Page number 603. (laughs) He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, He leadeth me by His own. And he leadeth me his faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Lord I would clasp thy hand in mine, nor ever murmur or repine, content whatever lot I see since 'tis my God that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. And when my task on earth is done, when by thy grace the victory's won, in death's cold wave I will not flee, still tis new Jordan leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be. For by his hand he leadeth me. Amen. And he is faithful to lead if we'll just follow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Great singing so far tonight. I'm ask Brother Ethan Whitney, would you pray for the offering tonight, please? Amen. Stand together for our last song tonight, page 623. Page 623, hold the Ford. We'll sing the first, third, and last verse again. Verses 1, 3, and 4, page 623. Sing it out on that first verse. Oh, my comrades, see the signal waving in the sky. Read. Enforcement's now appearing, victory is nigh. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus signal still. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace, we will see the glorious banner waving here the trumpet blow, in our leader's name we'll triumph over every foe, hold the fort for I am coming, Jesus signal still, wave the answer back to heaven, by thy grace we wave Long the battle rages But our help is near Onward comes our great commander Cheer my comrades
2: cheer
0: Hold the fort for I am coming Jesus signal still Wave the answer back By thy grace we will, amen. Great singing. You may be seated. This time right before the message, we'll have a special from Ms. Phyllis Watson and Ms. Christy Wisdom.
2: of this world Always been and always will be. And though some men say he doesn't fit with their philosophy, I know Jesus is still the answer. He's always been and always
1: will be. Stuff tonight, he is sure the answer. Amen. And uh, what a blessing. Well, Joshua chapter number ten tonight. <clears throat> Let's all stand in honor of God's word. If you're able to stand tonight, in Joshua chapter number ten, <clears throat> chapter number ten. It is kind of a long uh, chapter here, uh, and we're kind of just taking it uh, segment by uh, segment. Uh, of course, if you uh, remember. Uh, On the last uh, time we were uh, here, we know this, uh, faith is the victory. Joshua took uh, God uh, at His word and uh, was encouraged by the Lord. And uh, then, uh, well, uh, we know this, that uh, the battle began to take place with the alliance of the southern kings. And uh, God won a great victory. Dropping great hailstones from the sky. Amen. No friendly fire from God, too. What a blessing uh, that was. And uh, but we also know this. He made the day uh, longer and all of that. And so we're going to pick up here in verse number uh, 16 tonight of uh, Joshua chapter number 10, verse number 16. <clears throat> well, actually, let's uh we, we'll just start reading at verse number 15. It says, and Joshua returned and all Israel with him under the camp to Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. And it was told Joshua saying, the five kings are found hid in a cave at Makeda. Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave and set men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies, and smite the hindmost of them. Suffer them not to enter into their cities, for the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. And it came to pass, when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter, till they were consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities, And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. That means nobody had anything bad to say. Rightly so. Especially if you were an enemy, you better be quiet. All right. and then notice it says in verse number 22, Then said Joshua, Open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave, And they did so, and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And it came to pass, when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel, and said unto the captains of the men of war which uh, which went with him, Come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they came near, and put their feet upon the necks of them. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed, be strong, and of good courage. For thus saith the Lord, Do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. Man, I like that. Now I know, listen, you read a lot of commentators and all those whiny crybabies want to start criticizing right there, and I'm thinking, that's awesome. That's awesome right there. That's like, that's, that's about as powerful, as greater as he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's exactly, that's basically what he's telling them right there. Look at verse number 26 and we'll read a few more verses here and stop. It says, And afterward Joshua smote them and slew them and hanged them on five trees and they were hanging upon the trees until the evening and it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded and they took them down off the trees and cast them into the cave wherein they had been hid and laid great stones in the cave's mouth <clears throat> which remained unto this very day. And that day Joshua took Makeda and smote it with the edge of the sword and the king thereof. He utterly destroyed them and all the souls that were therein. He let none remain and he did to the king of Makeda as he did unto the king of Jericho. And we'll stop right there because we're going to actually pick up in verse number 28. In the next uh, message here, really, I should have stopped at verse number twenty-seven. But this is so. This is what I, you know, this is what I like right here. If you, if you remember, all right, these five kings—they stand for something. They stand for what our enemy wants. Uh, our enemy wants us to do: backslide, rebel, live for idols, become worldly, self-righteous. But Joshua shows us that you and I don't have to go that route. You don't have to go that route. And we can rid, we can rid ourselves of temptations like this forever. Alright, that's exactly... We can, we can, this, this is what I titled the message tonight. We can annihilate the Amorite kings. That's what he does in our, in our lives, just like they did in theirs. And that's what we're going to see uh, tonight. Father, would you... Would you bless the preaching now, and, and Lord, certainly use me in just this uh, just small amount of time here to just encourage us, help us, Lord, to have victory in you. Thank you for the life of Joshua tonight, and Lord, I pray that you bless the preaching in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated uh, tonight. <coughs> several, uh, several weeks ago, I was working out <coughs> in my garage and uh, doing some work out there, and I, I noticed we had... We had several boxes, and um, I can't remember, it was right around Christmas time and stuff, so we had, we had like, yeah, I should have got on, I kept calling the Amazon driver uh, Santa Claus, because he was just dropping, st- all, all right, just have, it was a joke, calm down. Some of you like, <gasps> It was. A, we were kidding around, anyways, we had a lot of boxes, well anyways, I'm working in my garage, I better move on, I'm going to offend Baptist in here. Anyways, I, I was working in my garage and we had these boxes kind of piled over in the trash. And I, no, I noticed just in the corner of the garage and I, and I heard some rustling going on in one of the boxes. And I walked over and I looked down and, and come to find out one of the thinner boxes that was kind of tall. What happened was two mice had got down in there and, and got trapped in, inside the box. And I went, oh, it's Mickey and Minnie. And uh, so anyway, you know, and when you have stuff like that, then you got to bring the kids out there and then they walk up and they look in and about the time they get a look, you go, ah, and they go, ah, you know, and you scare them and, and stuff like that. And and so, you know, we had the mice out there. So normally what I do now, some people can be crude and and, you know, terrible or whatever. I don't do that. All right. I don't, you know, step on them or, you know, something like that. What I do is I drive, uh, you know, out of the neighborhood and go out towards a field somewhere and I dump them out in a field and then that way a cat or a hawk or something like that can have a little snack later on, All right, So that's what I do. But I didn't have time to do that. I was working on something and so what I did was I said, okay, well, I'm just going to go out and go out into the front yard and, and uh, I dumped them out in the front yard and it was cute, you know, watching their little feet jumping and hopping and the cold grass and stuff and they ran out and I came back in and shut the garage and went back to doing my work and, and uh, about a few hours later, <laughs> heard some rustling going on. This time it was just Mickey. He left Minnie. You're, he dumped her. And it was Mickey back in and I was like, alright, that's how you're going to play. So that's when I went and got the mouse trap out, put a little peanut butter on there, pff, pff, Mickey dead. <laughs> All right. What, what I'm saying to you tonight is, is, is this is that you will never have victory in your life when you deal with problems and the enemy haphazardly. You, you understand? Like I did the first time, just just out of convenience and you, you, you've got to get serious. You've got to get serious about the world and the flesh and the devil in your life. And you've got to, I mean, listen, you've got to annihilate and, and finish the job. And that's, that's really the lesson that you and I get tonight from the life of Joshua in, in this passage. I'm, I'm just telling you, he didn't, you, you know, you have the great, the hailstones coming out of the sky. You have the, the day being extended for him. And 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 even when the kings had fled and hid themselves, I'm just telling you, Joshua did not stop. He went as far as he could and took out as many enemies as he could. And then when it was all said and done, he came back and he took care of the kings as well. And that's what you and I get tonight. Now and that's what that's what we must learn to do in our in our lives. But and we're gonna get there in just a moment, but what I want us to do as we get into this is really I want us to see the example of these, of these five kings and, and really the, the lessons that, that they give us uh, here as well because that's primarily what the text is about here. And it's really it's the idea of this. It's learning from the negative. You, you understand that? You, you know, you can, you can learn what to do by watching positive examples. But you can also learn what not to do by watching negative examples. And so these five kings show us really, they, they show us the ending that, that you and I can head to. If we give in, we, we turn our backs on the things of God, we've got to be careful of that tonight. Amen. We've got to be ever so careful of that uh, tonight. I love what uh, John G. Butler said about these five Amorite kings that went up against Israel. He says this, and I listen, listen to this quote he says, their scheme to punish those who were allied with Israel failed miserably. For they themselves ended up being executed and in an inglorious manner. Nations can learn from the experience of these five kings. To be hostile to another nation because they have befriended the Jews will invite a rendezvous with judgment. You, you understand? I, listen, I don't, I don't know where you stand You know, concerning politics tonight, I really don't care to be honest with you, but I will say this when a nation goes against God's people, such as many nations are today, I'm just telling you, it's a very dangerous thing. Israel, listen, I I understand tonight. He came into his own, and his own received him not. And they may have rejected Christ as Messiah, but they are still God's chosen people, and he's certainly going to deal with them in the near future. I believe the very near future. And I would much rather see America being an ally to the nation of Israel than going against the nation of Israel and ending up in a rendezvous. I'm just telling you, God still blesses those that bless His people. And I think we would be mindful of that tonight as a country. But, but you understand, that there's also the spiritual application to this as well. As I already mentioned, these five kings they represent things that our enemy, our, 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 our enemy Satan, comes at us with things like backsliding and rebellion and worldliness and idolatry and self righteousness. And the point is this: is that when you follow this group, when you follow this, this is where this is where you end up at. I, listen, it's it's spiritual death, and even at times physical death, and it's a very dangerous thing here. And I I want you to notice just some things here, just to maybe encourage us tonight not to go in this direction. Look at verses 16 through 18 of our text tonight, where we picked up tonight. Well, in verse number 15, it talks about Joshua and Israel returning to the camp at Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. And it was told uh, Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid... In the cave at Makeda and Joshua said, "Roll a great stones, roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, and, and set the men uh, by it for uh, for to keep them." And I just I want you to just think about some things here. Look at look at the character. Look at this is the ki- kind of character that you follow after when you when you start making decisions like this. Look, look look notice in verse in verse seventeen. Well, in verse number sixteen, it says, "But these five kings fled." and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. They they were cowards. You you understand? And this is is about 15 to 20 miles southwest of Gibeon. That's where Makeda was. It was located in an area which had numerous caves. And it's in one of these caves that the five uh, Amorite kings are are found hiding out, desperate to escape the great hailstones falling out of the sky, no doubt. Uh, No night to... Uh, you know, have for cover, and so they took refuge here. But this is what I begin to think about. Un- unlike gallant mil- military leaders that you read about in history who lead their troops in the battle, these kings deserted their troops and tried to save their own necks. None of them had the courage to stay in the battle and encourage their troops to rally against uh, Israel. The character of these five kings, listen to this, it shows you the character of the enemy. He always, he always sells you short. He always does, friend. He is always, listen, like the kings did to these soldiers, all he is doing is looking to use us to advance his own glory. That's all he's doing. That's all the devil's doing. And that's exactly what these kings were doing. None of them. None of them had the courage to stay in it. I, listen, they, they bailed. They bailed. They bailed when their troops needed them the most. That's exactly what the devil does for you and me. So now, listen. It's a, he's out of there, man. When it, when the consequences start to unfold, he's out of there. He's a liar and a deceiver and a devourer. That's what he does. And you listen. And you, I'm just telling you, you can follow after this stuff like backsliding and. In living for the world and its idols and rebelling against God. But listen, I, I'm just telling you tonight, it, you, it will never end up the way that you think. It never does. You, you know, you, well, I'm just. I'm not going to go to church anymore and I'm not going to do these things. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of listening to that preacher and I'm just going to go out and I'm, I'm going to live my own life. And I'm just so sick of these rules. I think I'm going to join the military. Good, I'll drive you. You know, it's okay. It's it's not going to end up like you think, and I'm not. And I'm not just saying that to say you know people going in the middle. I'm just saying this. It's not going to end up like you think, bucking the things of God and rebelling against the things of God. Listen, it's there's there's no there's no happy ending in that. You understand? And that's that's but that's 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 what you and I've got to grab a hold of tonight. That's why the is so. Important that we see where these kings are headed, because that's exactly where the devil wants to take to take us tonight. And not only this, but look at the, the next thing here in verse number 17. It says, and it was told Joshua saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Makeda. And so not only did they hide, but listen, they were they were found. It, do, it doesn't take long for Joshua to get, get word that, well, we've we've got the five kings there. They're hidden in the cave right here. And the finding of the cave, right finding of these kings right here, it just illustrates the point of this, that you cannot hide from the consequences of your decisions. It's going to happen. You, you backslide, you turn worldly, you rebel against the things of God. Please listen to this. Be sure your sin will find you out. It's going to find you out. You will reap what you sow. God is not mocked on this thing. In other words, you and I aren't going to be the trendsetter that breaks the code and, or breaks the rule and, and it doesn't apply to us. No, it's going to apply to us. It may start out like everything's okay, but mark it down. The devil's going to get his due sooner or later. And it's going to cash in. I remember when my kids were little and, and uh, we had a rule in our house you're not allowed to eat candy unless you ask a uh, mom and dad. And, and uh, man, and, and uh, my son. It was a little guy, and he got a piece of candy and ate it and put the trash right there in his trash can in his room, right on the top, right there where you got sister, son, don't you know? And sure enough, man Taylor, the reporter of the family, goes in there and goes, Have you been eating candy and you didn't ask mom and dad? Brings it in there, rats him out. So she gets in trouble for tattletaling, but he gets in trouble for breaking the rules. And that's exact. I sat him down and I said, son, don't you know what the Bible says? Be sure your sin will find you out. You have sisters. <laughs> He's gotten better. But I'm just saying to you, it's, folks, it's in this, that was a, you know, little parenting story there, but the truth of the matter is that applies in the spiritual realm. And we start out and we think, man, oh man, hey, listen, this, oh yeah, yeah, he he enjoyed his candy at first. The pleasure of sin is but for a season. You you understand? And sooner or later it's going to cash in. And and I'm I'm just telling you, that's exactly what happens here. Listen to this. This is powerful. Look at what happens in verse 18. It says, and Joshua said, roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave and set the men by it. For to keep them, listen to this, their hiding place turned into a prison. You ever think about that? When Joshua is told about the cave, he instructs those who found the kings uh, to roll the great stones in front of the cave, trap them in, set guards up. What these five kings thought would be a place of hiding and a place of safety turned into a prison what they thought listen to this what they thought would be a way of escape ended up being their own ruin there's a reason why the grass is always greener on the other side it's because there's a septic tank underneath it hello and in the end this is this is going to be their ruin they're going to be taken out and they're going to be judged and they're going to die for it. Now that, that's the pattern. Did you did you see that? You see all the backsliding, the rebellion, the worldliness, the self righteousness. And man, they, they they I'm telling you, man, they they, they, they are sold. They, they they are sold. You know, a bill of goods. And man, they 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 they're, they're headed to destruction. And I have seen both the lost and the saved follow that pattern. I've seen it. I remember when I was welding for a living and uh, God was dealing with me about preaching and I was working with a man named Robbie Hudson. And I'd known uh, Robbie's uh, family you know, growing up there uh, he, in the same uh, town, and I'd heard of, of Robbie, I'd never met him before, but anyways, he became my pipe fitter, and I was a pi- I was his pipe welder, and uh, at the same time, God was dealing with me about preaching, and I surrendered to preach, and Robbie Robbie grew up in a Christian family, and uh, used to play a lot of gospel music and things with him and stuff like that, and southern gospel music and stuff, and played the guitar, but he just You know, he hit the teenage years and rebelled against the things of God and turned away against the things of God. I don't believe he was a saved man. And uh, just, you know, went off the deep end. And so he and I were working together. And by the time he and I were working together, he had had several uh, DUIs and had gotten in and out of jail and and things like that. And so I witnessed to Robbie a lot and uh, would talk to him about the Bible and the Scriptures and invite him to come to church. I remember even one time Natalie and I, riding over to his house one day and we were having a big dinner on the grounds and invited Robbie to come, wanted him to come and said, man, just come. You can sit with me and my family and be in church. We'd love to have you come to church. And he never would come. And I'd witness to him and witness to him and witness to him. After a while, you know, uh, you know, we were working together and, and, uh, I was getting ready to go off to Bible college. And so the day, the day that I quit and quit my job and was loading up my family to move to Springfield, Missouri, Robbie Hudson quit his job because he said, I didn't want to fit pipe for anybody else. And so he, let, he and I walked out the gate together, out of the chemical plant that day, out of Solution. And uh, I went, and, and Robbie went, and I, and I lost, lost touch with him and, and uh, didn't keep in contact with him. And I guess I, we had been in Springfield for a couple of years and I finally was talking. I don't remember if I was talking to a family member, or a friend of ours, or something. And they and they said, "Hey, man." He said, "Do you remember Robbie Hudson?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, I "said You sitting down?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting down." What what what's going on? He said, "Well, uh, I don't know if you really didn't. I don't know if you knew this, but he went up to Alaska, and I uh, was working on the uh, pipeline up there, and uh, he didn't show up for work this past week." And one of the guys from work finally just decided to go home at lunch and check on him and go by his cabin and walked in and there was Robbie laying on the floor in his cabin and he'd overdosed and died. That's the pattern. And by the way, I've seen, I've seen saved people do it. I watched a young man in, in Cassville. I watched him genuinely call upon the name of the Lord and get saved. I watched him get saved. I mean, I watched it in my office. I saw the tears. I saw the genuineness. I saw the change. I saw him get his home in order and marry his girlfriend. I saw him follow the Lord in baptism. I saw him starting to grow in his faith. But then all of a sudden, money became a need and more important in his life, and so he left out and took a job on the road and got out of church and when he took that job on the road he got around some guys that were not a very good character and he got hooked on prescription pills and and I he got caught one time we tried to help him get back on his feet get back in church started being faithful but eventually the money need became more uh, you know more important and so he went back out on the road and I listen I remember it was about this time probably I guess, you know eight or nine ten years ago and we were getting ready for a couple's retreat and i got a knock on my front door and i opened the door and there's his father-in-law standing there crying said preacher we've been trying to reach you all morning said "We, we found ryan this morning and and his wife did and on the bathroom floor he had overdosed and he died and i had to preach one of the most difficult funerals i've ever preached in my entire life as a pastor folks i'm just saying to you tonight listen i'm I'm not telling you these things to make light of this or any of this. I'm telling you this tonight because this is serious. Friend, there's a pattern that goes on here. And it's continuing to go on. Even in our day and time, people buck the things of God and turn away from the things of God. Get out of the house of God and rebel. And get off into the world in idolatry and self-righteousness and all kinds of wickedness. And this is the end result. And what I'm saying to you tonight is this. Don't go that way. That's what the enemy has for you. That's where the devil wants you to go. But praise God for Joshua and his example. And and that's why it's so important for you to see this, so that you can see Joshua. Here's Joshua with with his faith in God. And 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 he's already messed up with the Gibeonites. But God comes to him and says, Fear, fear, fear them not. You're forgiven, Joshua. God is a God of second chances, isn't he? And third, and fourth, and ten or twelve or fifteen, or you know, a lot. And and he's merciful. And and so Joshua's restored. And 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 man, he sees God work mightily, and God do a miracle and stretch out the day. And then, and then, look at what happens here in the next in the next part of this. Look at verses eighteen and nineteen together. And Joshua said, "Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, set men by it for to keep them, and stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies and smite the hindmost of them. Suffer them not to enter into the cities, into their, into their cities." For the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. Now, certainly, I would say to you tonight that victory, listen, victory begins with salvation and knowing Christ as our Savior. All right? That's where victory starts. But then, once you are saved, all right? Once you are saved, the characteristic that I see in Joshua's life tonight is this it is one of being radical, it is one of taking. the things that God has given him and taking them seriously. In fact, in the verses that we just read, the the reason the cave was turned into a prison is because Joshua didn't want himself or his men to stop destroying the rest of the armies of the five kings. Man, he's like, hey, just roll some stones up there, set a few men there, But you fellas, don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. He knew this. Listen to this. He knew that if he stopped here and killed these kings, officers from those other troops would just rise up in the ranks in their place. Isn't that amazing? And so it's the idea of this, that Joshua didn't let that which obviously appealed to his flesh sidetrack him from completing his mission. Did you ever think about that? Boy, I mean the prestige that comes with killing kings. I'm not trying to make light of that. No, no, no. I'm saying that's serious. In, in wartime, to, to, to be able to do what He's going to do at the end of this scene here and to destroy these five kings, the prestige that comes with that, no doubt that would have appealed to His flesh, the glory and the spoils of victory. But, but you understand... He didn't, let that, he didn't let that sidetrack him from staying on target and doing what God had told him to do. And, and what I'm saying to you tonight is this. This is what I found in my life. Is that when you set out as a child of God to have victory in your life, the enemy will send things your way to tempt you and sidetrack you. Yes. Things like money. Sports. I <laughs> got, got kind of quiet. Everybody went, oh, ball game. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's probably a lot of people that ought to be in church tonight that aren't in church because of stuff like that. But it's not even that. It's, it's kids' ball games and all this other nonsense today that, that, that sidetracks us and, and jobs. and Listen, enticements of, of the flesh and, and the list... And the list goes on and on. And, and what I'm trying to say to you tonight is this, is that, see, this, this is the mistake. This is the mistake that people often make. Is they let it sidetrack them. Listen, they're not willing to be radical. They're not willing, they're not willing to just go ahead and, and, and go all in and let Christ be preeminent. In their life and in their family, and to be sold out for God, I'll I'll never forget. Man, I know I've told this story. I don't know how many times, but I'm just telling you. I look. The more I look back on my life, the older I get, and the more that I'm just. And the more I look back at this decision that Natalie and I made when we were when we were young, young, a young married couple, and 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 my daughter, my oldest daughter, was just born. And I was losing, the, the chemical plant that I was working in was closing down, and I was losing my job. And I had an opportunity to go to all kinds of different places and weld at different places, and, and I could have gone out of town and made all kinds of money here and all kinds of money there, but I'd have been working on the road and, and, and just, you know, all, you know, all over the place, all over the southeast in that region. And, and man, the money would have been great, but I wouldn't have been in church, and I wouldn't have had my family in church. And, and, and all I, that's what I kept thinking about was, man, I'm not going to be in church. And I'm just, I just got saved, and I'm just starting to grow in my Christian life. And I just had a daughter, and I don't want my daughter to grow up in church and to look down and go, man, where's dad at? And he's not here. Oh, he's at work. And, all that. and that's the things that I was thinking about. And so we started listing out all the pros and cons. And, and man, we started looking at the things that, that meant the most to us, the spiritual things and we finally just looked at each other and said "Money's not. money ain't everything. It's, it's not. And, and so I ended up taking a job there locally that was less money, but God still met our needs. And man, I'm so thankful that I did because now I look back and I see the pattern of what takes place when you turn away from the things of God and you begin to drift and you begin to backslide and you begin to rebel and you begin to become worldly and then you begin to be self-righteous and starting to live for idolatry. And I could have ended up. I could have been no different than, than, a, than a Robbie Hudson or a Ryan Boker. But I praise God I chose to put God first in my life. And I'm thankful for that. And man, I look back now and I look at my kids and I'm watching them serve the Lord. You better believe I'm thankful for that. Amen. And this is, this is what I love and this is the end and I'm through, believe it or not. This is like a miracle. This is like two messages in a row. Don't get excited because the streak stops after I get better. But look at look at verse twenty four and twenty five because I love this and you listen you can go well this is just terrible I don't care what you think get over it big baby look at what it says here and it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with him come near put your feet on the upon the necks of these kings and they came near put their feet upon their necks of them. Don't you think a little blood came out? Just a little. Just, And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Sign. What do you think that did to their faith? You know what Joshua was saying, and here this is the reward. This is what happens when you get victory in your life like Joshua did, when you make Christ preeminent, and you sell out and you go all in for God and you watch God move and God work in your life and in your family, the reward is this: you get to turn around and show other people, "Hey, God's ways work." Amen. Just go ahead, just go ahead and put your foot right there. Squish it. Squish it. It works. It works. But you can't, see, you can't do that until you get it. Whatever's sidetracking you tonight. And I think the message is this stop it, get it out of there. Stay radical, stay serious. Keep Him preeminent because His ways work. Let's all stand tonight.